Hello, this is Salil from Newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Friday the 17th of December. India recorded 7,447 new cases of coronavirus in the last 24 hours, pushing the total infection tally to over 3.47 crore. The number of new infections is marginally lower than yesterday's count of 8,277 cases. With 391 deaths in the past 24 hours, the cumulative death toll has climbed to 4,76,869. Ten new cases of the Omicron variant were logged in Delhi this morning, a day after the city saw the sharpest daily spike in coronavirus cases in nearly four months. Across India, over 90 cases of the new variant have been registered so far. Of these, 20 cases have been recorded from the national capital alone, the NDTV reported. United States President Joe Biden issued a warning to Americans yesterday and urged citizens to get booster shots as soon as possible. He said that the Omicron variant of the coronavirus is going to spread more rapidly in the country. He added that a winter of severe illness and death awaits those who are unvaccinated. United Nations Secretary-General Antonio Guterres today called on countries to quickly move towards the goal of vaccinating 40% of the population of the world before the end of the year, the Associated Press reported. Vaccine inequity is giving variants a free pass to run wild, he said. Globally, the coronavirus has infected over 270 million people and caused more than 5.3 million deaths so far, according to the Johns Hopkins University. Group captain Varun Singh, who died of wounds, suffered in the chopper crash that killed Chief of Defence Staff General Bipin Rawat and 12 others on December 8th, was giving a moving send-off in his hometown Bhopal today. Group Captain Singh, a recipient of the Shaurya Chakra, was the last living survivor of the chopper crash that resulted in the death of 13 others, including General Rawat. He succumbed to his injuries on Wednesday. Madhya Pradesh Chief Minister Shivraj Singh Chauhan was among those who paid their last respects to the Air Force officer at the Bairagar Crematorium in Bhopal. The officer was under treatment at the Command Hospital in Bengaluru at the time of death, after he was shifted from Wellington in Tamil Nadu's Kunnur. He had been on life support, according to officials. Sharing his condolences, Prime Minister Narendra Modi had said that Group Captain Singh served the nation with pride, valour and utmost professionalism. He further added that Captain Varun Singh's rich service to the nation will never be forgotten. The 39-year-old officer was awarded the Shaurya Chakra in August this year for his courageous handling of a Tejas aircraft when it developed a snag during a sortie. A new forensic study has confirmed that a phone belonging to activist Rona Wilson, one of the accused persons in the Bhima Koregao case, was infected with the Pegasus spyware three months before his detention in June 2018, The Guardian reported today. Wilson is one of the 13 activists and academics who remained imprisoned for allegedly plotting caste violence in a region near Pune in 2018. Amnesty International's security lab analysed Wilson's phone backups, which his lawyers had shared with Arsenal Consulting, an American digital forensics business. Arsenal Consulting discovered that before Wilson's arrest, an attacker had infiltrated his laptop with malware and left at least 10 incriminating letters on it. Amnesty International's security lab revealed that Wilson's phone had been hacked in July 2017 as well as between February and March 2018. It is reported that 15 SMS messages containing Pegasus attack URLs were sent to the activist's phone. Amnesty International technologist Etienne Minya termed the disclosures as extremely concerning. She said, and I quote, 
what we need is an independent investigation into who is to be blamed for this attack and abuse unquote in other news about the pegasus the supreme court today put a stay on the probe being conducted by a commission appointed by the west bengal government into the pegasus snooping allegations a bench comprising of chief justice nv ramana justice suryakant and justice hima kohli put a stay on the commission being led by mb lokur into the pegasus snooping allegations moving on to updates from the winter session of the parliament demand for union minister ajay mishra tenis sacking led to multiple disruptions in the parliament for the third straight day today opposition mps held up placards in both houses forcing adjournments the rajya sabha was adjourned for the day just minutes after the papers were tabled meanwhile in the lok sabha congress leader manish tiwari moved an adjournment motion to discuss the online interaction between chief election commissioner sushil chandra two election commissioners and the principal secretary to the prime minister pk mishra the lok sabha today also passed the amendments made by the rajya sabha on the surrogacy regulation bill 2019 amid protests by the opposition members demanding the removal of union minister ajay mishra in the connection with the lakhimpur kheri violence in uttar pradesh soon after the lower house was to adjourn till monday demanding to restore their entry in the parliament Journalists and members of the Press Club of India have been continuously protesting since the start of the winter session urging the government to restore their access to the parliament for coverage. Media which is also referred to as the fourth pillar of democracy has an active and direct role to play in keeping a check on what the parliament or the first pillar of a democracy is up to. As the representatives we elect sit and decide on laws that will govern us for the rest of our lives It is the job of the media to ensure that citizens get a detailed account of whatever our babus are up to. Listeners in the recent past, this direct oversight capacity of the media to directly report from the parliament has been marred with impediments as journalists are trying to raise the long-standing demand for restoration of access to the parliament ever since it was restricted due to COVID-19. As cinema halls, restaurants and public spaces begin operating at their full capacity, journalists have been protesting outside the parliament urging the government to restore their access our reporter tanishka sodhi went on the ground to cover the protest you can read the full report titled this is a fight to finish journalists take to streets against curbs on parliament entry only on newslaundry.com we are able to report in great detail on issues such as these because we are a reader supported news organization we are accountable to only you our subscribers so if you're not a subscriber already head on to newslaundry.com and click on the red subscribe button on the top right corner of the screen subscriptions start as low as rupees 300 a month listeners this festive season we would also love to share some christmas cheer with you from the 17th to 26th december you get your favorite nl products like nirvana masks the karare chane mugs soap sets and a lot more on discount and also get free subscriptions to give to your friends and family To check out the offers, you can head over to newslaundry.com/christmas-offer. Chief Election Commissioner Sushil Chandra and two election commissioners Rajiv Kumar and Anup Chandra Pandey have stirred controversy after they participated in an online conversation organized by the Prime Minister's office on November 16. The Indian Express reported. The Election Commission had received a letter from the Law Ministry which stated that the Principal Secretary to the Prime Minister PK Mishra would chair an online meeting to discuss the creation of a common electoral roll. The letter also stated that they expect the chief election commissioner to be present at the meeting. The meeting created controversy as the summon by the executive to the election commission inherently violated constitutional principles. 
Respecting ethics, the three election commissioners are supposed to keep a safe distance from the government to maintain the integrity of elections held in our country. However, this meeting has raised concerns about the same. It is also worthy to note that previously when two such meetings were held, they were attended by officials of the election commission and not the commissioners themselves. Earlier today, Bhutan conferred its highest civilian award, the Nagadak Pelgi Kollo, on Prime Minister Narendra Modi on the occasion of the country's National Day, the PTI reported. The award, established in 2008, comes with a breast star and a sash badge. It honours those who have dedicated their lives to serving Bhutan's nation and people. Prime Minister Narendra Modi is the first foreigner to receive the coveted award. In recent months, India has maintained close coordination with Bhutan and has included the Himalayan country in plans for containment of the COVID-19 pandemic. Last month, Mr. Modi launched the second phase of the rupee card in Bhutan electronically. He had then assured his Bhutanese counterpart that meeting Bhutan's requirements would be given top priority by India. The Bhutan Prime Minister Lothe Shering said on social media that he was overjoyed to hear His Majesty pronounce PM Modi's name for the highest civilian decoration, the Nagadak Pelgi Khorlo. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a great day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.